Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Six at Edmonton, hour number two. Oilers now. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Brendan's back in the 630 Chet Studios. Uh, we'll have complete draft coverage today, 4 o'clock till 8 on 630 Chet. Uh, Reed Wilkins and myself, along uh, with uh, Jack Michaels and Rob Brown and uh, Brendan all kicking in. Second Hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex. They wish you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta presenting live racing Friday and Sunday evening at Century Mile. Spectator access limited by COVID. Watch and wager online at hbibet.com. So, Mark, we have the draft. Um, Would not surprise me if the Oilers found a way to pick up an additional pick or two. I'm sure that will be the goal. Easier said than done. But is it easier done in this year? I mean, you got organizations like Ottawa. They don't have a ton of players, and they're sitting there with four second-round picks. Your thoughts? Well, that's uh, that's where you target, right? You know, it's kind of funny. I laughed yesterday, Bob, on that conference call with, uh, I don't know if you were on it or if it was. I was on it. Show. Yeah. No, no, I was on it, yeah. Yeah, with Ken Holland, when he said, all you got to do is look at cap friendly to know what's going on. And I thought to myself, these guys spend all this money on all these analytics departments, and they're looking at the same website as you and me are looking at, and the listeners. <laughs> so, yeah, there's, all there's... you got to do is look at cap friendly and see the teams that have, that are awash in draft picks, and uh, that maybe you can make a deal with. The question for me out of Edmonton is, you know, who you send in their way, and, and what is it that they want, right? Well, I mean, they want players. You know, and or do they potentially want to trade up? I guess it might depend on who's there at 14, too. I mean, if Ottawa went way off the map and took Marco Rossi at five, could they get Jack Wynn at 14 and get two former Ottawa 67s who they would have seen a ton? I mean, Marco Marco Rossi, some people think, can come in and play next year in the NHL. We'll have to mm-hmm. wait and see. Uh, well, Quinn, Quinn's pretty big. Trading up is, uh, we, this is one of the common themes I'm going to say, Bob. And trading down. How many drafts? Every draft we go into, someone's going to trade up and someone's going to trade down. And in the end, everybody makes their picks, man. I love to see the study on how many teams have truly traded up in the first round over the past 30 years. Uh, The Oilers did. Mm -hmm. They They traded up in 2007. Okay. Uh, and ended up drafting Riley Nash at 21, and he never signed with him. So they got a second-round pick. And the New York Islanders did in 2015. Okay. 
So they had Barzell fall to them at 16, something which uh, somebody that was working with an analytics group uh, suggested would occur. And then the they got the Oilers pick of 33 and used that and traded up to 28 and took Beauvillier, who the same guy that was doing some analytics work at that time, and he's not currently employed in the NHL, so that's not Tyler Dello because he's with New Jersey. The same guy predicted that both Barzell and Beauvillier would outperform their draft slots. Sure. So that's that's two instances in or, you know twenty years. 20 that's involved. That's involved the Oilers that I can think of off my off the top of my head, like so where the. I guess it's, in in commensurate to how much talk there is every year about teams moving around inside the first round. It happens very seldom, is my point, right? All right, Mark. I'm going to put you right on, uh, right in the firing line here. Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Does Ken Holland have to have a resolution to this right now? Given, like, we're going to have a lot of there, there's the the market's going to get flooded. There's there's an outside chance. I find this stunning if this occurred. But Larry Brooks wrote on Sunday there is a possibility Ryan Strom does not get qualified after a 59-point season. Now, part of the reason why some players don't get qualified is because they'll win if it goes to arbitration. Like, Athens Hughes scored 30 goals. He could get more than $3 million a year if he were to be qualified. That could happen in an arbitration hearing, uh, whereas the real value in the here and now in the NHL isn't at that point because of the 81.5 flat cap. Right. So, so back to Nugent Hopkins. Uh, unique situations market-wise. Do the owners have to know where they're at with Ryan before they go into free agency? No, no, not at all. they got a year left in his deal. Like, you know, there's no... I don't sense from the Nugent Hopkins side of thing that there's some deadline that if you don't sign me, you know, in the next three weeks, I'm going to play the season out and become a UFA. I don't sense that at all. Ryan is a, he's got, he owns a home in Edmonton. He's only ever played here. He's stuck it out through some bad years, and now he's on a team that's starting to, you know, put things together. So, no, here's what I'm thinking if I'm Ken Holland. The average price, you know, the player price is coming down here in hockey. Yep. There's going to be all kinds of UFAs signed for less than you have thought they were going to sign for. I don't sign Nugent Hopkins until all those comparables out there, Bob, all those comparables sign contracts, and then I can say to Nugent Hopkins, okay, we have a better idea what you're worth today because we just went through free agency and we saw what happened around the league. So I'm not saying you're trying to crush Nugent a contract deal and you're trying to do something unfair, but I guess what I am saying is I just don't know – what a 65-point left winger who can play some center is worth right now. And I think two months from now, we're going to have a lot better idea what kind of salary range we're talking about. Is that fair? We're going to have a better idea what kind of range it does in five days from now. <laughs> free, free agency starts sure. Friday. We're going to know by Sunday. Uh, no better example than Taylor Hall. What's Taylor Hall going to get, Mark? I mean, a year ago, Matt Duchesne got seven uh, times $8 million. Okay? He got $8 million a year for seven years as UFA. Yep. Bad deal. Let me let me ask you this. If, the, if, if David Poyle put Matt Duchesne or Ryan Johansson, who makes $8 million a year, or Kyle Turris, who makes $6 million a year, if he put those three guys on waivers, does anybody pick any one of those three guys up? Right. No, not at that number. You know, and not with a flat cap. So... You know, I didn't like those contracts to start with. I'm not a big Kyle Turris guy, and, and Duchesne, he's a good player, but I think he's overpaid there. 
But everybody's stepping back now. We don't know how long the cap like, be at 81.5. Could be for three more seasons, Paul. What if Taylor Hall only gets two years at $6 million? What if he's, like, what if Colorado called, like, today, by the way, I think it was Pierre Maguire said uh, he's hearing Alberta, Edmonton, and Calgary for Taylor Hall, or Calgary at Edmonton, and, and you know what? Never say never. Uh, let's just establish that right now. If you can move off some other money, right now it doesn't look feasible for the owners, but if you move off some other money, maybe it is. You never know. Um, but conversely, what if he only signs, what if he's the highest paid free agent forward out there and he only gets $6 million a year times two years? Does that change right. the complexion of the Nugent Hopkins negotiations carrying I forward? Think, I think so. I, I guess I'm going to ask you, who's a better player right now? Taylor Hall or Ryan Nugent Hopkins? Ryan's better on special teams. Taylor's better five-on-five because Taylor can drive it five-on-five. Ryan Nugent Hopkins is an elite complimentary winger, but he's not going to win a Hart Trophy. And Taylor has won a Hart Trophy. Uh, Ryan Ryan Nugent Hopkins is exceptional on the power play and is a good penalty killer. He's a really good player. And, you you know, I'm here to say Ken Holland will find a way and should should find a way to keep Ryan Nugent Hopkins as a major part of this team. He's an exceptionally high-skilled, good player. You want him on your team. Right. Let's not anybody be unclear on that. Right. But it's all about value. If if uh, you make the point, Bob, if Taylor Hall signs for 6.5, uh, you know, Nugent Hopkins is coming off a $6 million deal, are you going to pay him 7 Why would you do that? Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I'm. It wouldn't surprise me if he signs for 6 Seriously, there's that little, like we're gonna have <laughs> again. Like, what would what would Ryan Strom get if the Rangers, for some reason, the Rangers have some potential cap issues with bonuses on entry level players because they're gonna have Kako, they're gonna have Lafreniere. Like Lafreniere could be a 55 point scores in, in a full NHL campaign, and that's a right. big that's a big if. But like, if, if suddenly. Strom's out there. Does somebody look at him and say, "Well, you, you got a—he's a three and a half million guy had fifty-nine points last year. Well, you got all his points playing with Panarin, you know." So I—I I don't know, man. It's this is I for me. This is actually going to be a lot of fun. I—I I feel for the free agents this year, even for a guy like Rick Vallette negotiating Nuge's deal. But guess what? There's a lot of people working in hockey that have been substantially cut and dealing with that reality. Let's take it one step further. There's a lot of people listening to the show all over the province of Alberta, Spec or online, or are going to podcast the show, and they're hurting right now. Their yep. businesses are down. Maybe they're a small business owner that normally has 15 employees, and they're down to five. You know, there's a lot of people out there that have taken cuts. And the players that are being advised by agents that speak the real language of what people are going through right now, maybe those are the, the ones that are doing the best service towards their players. You know, so I, I, I'm going to be interested to see how this, uh, what happens here. Well, it's it's not what we're used to, you know. And, and I've never, uh, frankly, I, I don't know why it always has been this way, Bob. Why do every contract that a hockey player signs, they get quite a sizable raise, like over 25 percent. You know, often 50%. Whereas those people, like all of us and everyone listening to this show, when 3%. Your contract, 3%. Yeah, when contracts up or when the year over comes and they get, your boss gives you 3%. You know, why do hockey players get 40%? So if the real world strikes the hockey player and the average salary goes from where it used to be at 1.8 US and it falls to 1.4 US, which it probably won't go that far, I. 
I don't, A, no one in the public will have any sympathy for hockey players, but B, Bob, you won't find a hockey player out there looking for sympathy either because I think most of them realize that a 1.4 U.S. average salary is still pretty strong. Think of the kids in the first round today. How many two years ago, at 16 years of age, would have blocked slap shots in the nude to make a million bucks a year? Right. All of them. Yeah, when you're getting 100 and, you know, you're getting 300 a week uh, for a, or a month, I should say, for a Western Hockey League team, right? Right. <laughs> uh all right, Mark, we're going to get to a couple other topics when we return at 117, including uh, potential targets as defensemen, when we return on Oilers Now. Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. 119 in Edmonton, the Edmonton Oilers announcing last night that uh, Connor McDavid has got COVID, but that he is in uh, good shape right now. So that's, uh, uh, you know, it can get anybody. We know that. By the way, Mark, we were looking uh, for a player that didn't take the max amount that he could have taken. Mm-hmm. Connor, Connor McDavid didn't take them. He could have taken 13.2. Jeff Jackson could have, you know what? You're paying my you're paying my guy 20% of the salary cap. It's that simple. He's that good. You're paying it. And McDavid did not do that. Right. So there, you asked yourself, name a guy out there, like, you know, you talked about money. There's a guy that's, because that's, cause let's face it, I mean, the Leafs have got three guys at basically $11 million. And Matthews is is going to be a superstar. I'll grant you that. I think Tavares is a star. He capitalized on being a UFA. Marner, really good player. Like, like not a superstar. He's a star. So three guys at 33, you know? That's that's hard. That's hard. That's why when that OEL talk was coming up up here, uh, I'm thinking of Oliver Ekman Larson at you know eight million bucks, eight and a half million bucks or whatever it was. That's as good a player as he is. It's it's not just about the players anymore, right? It's got the math has to work, and I think the Leafs are a cautionary tale here. Like, you know, I like Marner and I like Matthews and I like Tavares. And I don't mind Nylander, but four guys at forty million—that's the part you don't like. And yeah. sometimes it doesn't even matter what their names are. Yeah, I mean the Oilers have two at twenty-one. I just—if Edmonton somehow found a way to move out three or four more million, I don't know how they would do it. Maybe they could get in on Hall while still having Nuge, and you'd have four forwards at thirty-three. Like if if you got Hall at six. So, oh boy, you know, Bobby, you're going to get the rumors are going to be going big. No, 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 no. Not somebody, I'm just saying the only way it would work is you'd have to divest yourself somehow of four to five million more because there's other areas that are priority, like in goal and now potentially on defense. Well, definitely on defense. It's obvious they're going to have to sign somebody to replace Clef Bob. So right. that's that's that that's going to be so you know. I would say it would be an extreme long shot that you could have both Nugent Hopkins and Hall here uh, because of the other needs that are requisite to improve the team. Like in goal, like at third line center, and now in defense. It's interesting because, uh, I mean, Taylor Hall's been linked to Calgary a fair bit. Obviously, Colorado's been kind of the number one destination on a shorter-term deal. Um, But I'm also hearing Markstrom linked to Calgary quite a bit, too. It doesn't sound like... You know, we'll see about Vancouver, but they've got Demko, and they don't want to pay Marks from the you know the top dollar that he thinks he might be able to get elsewhere. So I'll tell you what, Calgary's not going to be able to afford both guys. 
I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't think. That's a big free agent fish right there. Mark, did you hear, uh, I don't know if you heard Brian Lawton last week, talk about first-time general managers and the fact that often they tend to think their players have far more value than they really do and you know i i you know uh and i'm just thinking of ekman larson like to me there's a little bit of negative trade equity there like he's he's you said what would you pay a guy that plays 25 minutes that's on the number one power play in the league and i said seven million well, Ekman Larson hasn't been on a number one power play in the league. Their forwards are nowhere near as good as Edmonton's. Uh, but 8.25, and he's basically at two teams, Boston and Vancouver. And, Mark, today the agent for Ekman Larson says if he's not traded to Boston and Vancouver by the start of free agency, Oliver's in Arizona for the season. Is there a little bit of – what did you? how would you like to be uh, the new general manager, Bill Armstrong, on that, dealing with that? Well, what the agent is saying is, I'm not going to give Bill Armstrong the chance to go into free agency and fish around, or I'm not going to give more so the Bruins and the Canucks time to go into free agency and fish around for a cheaper alternative. That's what he's saying. He's saying, Boston and Vancouver, you're on the clock. If you want my guy, get serious and get it done. And you don't get to test the free agent waters and then come back to my guy. We're not doing that. So the agent's got the power. The player's got the power. He's got a no-trade deal, Bob. And, you know... Ken Holland will wield the, the, the power the CBA gives him when it comes time to sign Ethan Bear, and that is absolutely fair. Yep. And uh, Oliver ekman Larson will wield the power that he has in this situation, and that is absolutely fair. All right, Mark. Uh, so <laughs> at 14 overall, if the Oilers hold the pick, who's their pick? Well, I, I, you know, call me a guy that gets caught up in watching Braden Point every night for the past, every second night for the past month. Uh, but the Seth Jarvis kid uh, sounds like he's that type of player. Yep. You know, and I like that kind of player. Uh, I guess what I'd say to you, Bob, size is, among forwards particularly, is so much less of an issue today than it used to be. So, you know, I'll throw my hat in the ring. I'll say Seth Jarvis. Is he gone already? I know on your draft board he is. I think he was on Brendan's too, right? Yes. So yes. that's my guy. I'm sticking uh, we- with him. It's funny. It's funny, Mark. A week ago, I was like, "Well, you know, we did our panel for the for, for Oilers TV," and I was like, "Well, I got Seth Jarvis at 14." Then Button comes out and's got him at 12. Uh, hockey prospect who is very well connected. They got him at seven, seven, and I'm thinking Seth's going to be gone here in the top ten. Happiest guy about all of this will be Jerry Johansson. Because he really believed he really believed in Seth Jarvis a number of years ago. Awesome stuff, Mark. We're going to take care of business. We'll uh, we'll chat again later in the All week. Right. Enjoy the draft tonight, Bobby. You bet. Uh, that's Sportsnet's Mark Spector for Horse Racing Alberta presenting live racing Friday and Sunday evening at Century Miles. Spectator access limited to COVID restrictions, but you can watch and wager online at hbibet.com. We will go to the Oilers now injury report for James H. Brown injury lawyers. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the gang at James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Again, the orders releasing last night. Connor McDavid has tested positive for coronavirus. He's in uh, uh, good health right now. And uh, Oscar Clefbaum, obviously, uh, Ken Holland saying again yesterday, they don't have the full information yet as to what's going to transpire with Oscar Clefbaum. I do appreciate we've had several people text us over the last couple days um, 
some information about maybe some of what they think that Clefbaugh might be going through, and we'll wait and see on that front and some of the challenges that he might be dealing with uh, carrying forward. Into NHL today for elite promotional marketing. Brendan Escott's got that for us every day on Oilers. Now, Elite Promotional Marketing has face masks for everybody. Visit their online face mask shop by going to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Back at the 630 Chet Studios, Brendan Escott. Well, a reminder that we do have full coverage of this draft on 630 Chet here with Reed, Rob Brown, Jack, and Bob starting at 4 o'clock this afternoon. And the draft itself gets underway uh, just after 5. Red Wings have loaned forward Joe Valeno to Malmo of the SHL. And they placed 33-year-old Justin Abdul cater on waivers for the purpose of a buyout there. Montreal did the same thing uh, same thing as expected with Carl Alsner. Jack Johnson cleared waivers. He's now a UFA. Uh, OEL gave Arizona a deadline of Friday to get a deal done with either Boston or Vancouver. Otherwise, he plans to stay in the desert. Uh, he and his agent deciding that it's best suited for them if he moves before free agency. Coyotes also extending Ilya Labushkin and Kyle Capabianco on uh, one- and two-year deals, respectively. San Jose picked up Ryan Donato and Devin Dubnik from Minnesota yesterday in separate deals. Carson Soucy signing for three more years in Minnesota. That's an $8.25 million deal. Tage Thompson, three-year extension from Buffalo, $1.4 million AAV. Uh, Flyers re-up with Justin Braun, two years there, uh, $1.8 million. 33-year-old Flyers defenseman Matt Niskanen uh, calling it a career, by the way, and citing uncertainty around COVID. COVID-19 is one of the major reasons for that. Finally, Bob, it sounds like uh, this is per Elliot Friedman, by the way, that January 1st might be the NHL start date for the 2021 season. I would say at this stage, if they're lucky. Uh, there's a lot to accomplish before then and some uh, obviously significant hurdles with COVID-19. Alright, you know the old saying, cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Now, 0% financing is back at Brent Ridge Ford as well. Come see the deals on 2020 F-150s, Escapes, uh, Mustangs, and more. Plus, get a trade-in bonus of at least $1,000 when you swap out your 2016 model or older. You can go visit Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford. Brent Ridge Ford is your Ford authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. You can also check them out at BrentRidge.com. 128 in Edmonton, off to a global news, weather, traffic update with Eileen Bell. When we come back... Uh, Ryan Wagman will join us, and uh, he is a guru when it comes to all things related to the NHL draft. He is uh, with McKean's Hockey. Uh, we'll hook up with Ryan when we return in Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.